Welcome to the Daily Drive. This show is dedicated to keeping you educated, informed, and most importantly, driven to succeed. We want your feedback, so call us at 1-800-437-5121. Everyone on the Daily Drive Show team hopes you enjoy this show. Here's your host, Ken Noor. Welcome to The Daily Drive. I'm so incredibly glad that you are here today. Today we have yet another fantastic CEO interview lined up. Today we're going to be meeting with Russ Heddleston. He's the CEO and co-founder of DocSend. DocSend is a really cool software platform that allows you to send documents and sales materials to your prospects. We're going to find out what makes Russ tick. Russ is on the line with us now. Russ, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ken. It's great to be here. Absolutely. Uh, you are the CEO and co-founder of DocSend. Tell us a little bit about DocSend and what DocSend is and how you use it. Sure. We started DocSend about five years ago. We've got about 7,000 companies that are paying for it today. In its simplest form, it's a way to send business-critical documents so that you can see who's reading them, where they forward them, how long they look at each page, and you can make it really secure so that only the right people, people you want to look at that content and those assets can, and uh, you can keep control of it. Interesting. So do you do document signing as well for, like, closing deals? We will likely come out with document signatures as a functionality, at least for now. Think of it as, like, a proposal or a business case or a case study or your pitch deck. If you're a CEO or you're sending off board materials, you want to make it easy for your board members to look at that information, but you don't want them to forward it to people they're not supposed to. And it's really helpful to know if they looked at it or not ahead of the board meeting. Okay, now I'm getting it. So really more about uh, security and analytics. I mean, the analytics being a part in the sales process. I was really was looking at your website. I was really getting an understanding of how it might be used in the in the closing the deal process, but this helps you understand interest level. And again, if you don't want them to forward it, you can prevent that uh, that document from being sent somewhere else, or you can see who's got it. Yeah, exactly. Everything is configurable. One of the things I hate is having to remember a login to something if I'm receiving something, uh, you know, document someone. So this makes it really easy for people to look at those documents you're sending them, but you get to keep control of it. So by saying who they can send it to, who they can't send it to, and just having that insight and control is useful for salespeople, it's useful for founders, it's useful for bankers, uh, it's useful in a variety of contexts. Well, I can definitely see how that would be applied. So 7,000 customers, and it, you started in, uh, you say, five years ago, 2013. Uh, has that been steady ride, or has it been uh, recently getting uh, faster? How, how's that growth been? Every year has been our best year, um, so it's it's you know this year has been a fantastic year, um, and uh, yeah, it's been kind of steady. We started off uh, and, and raised a Series seed and a Series A before we actually were making any revenue at all, and, the, and since then have have built out the business behind Doxen. When when you started out, uh, and I'm just going to dig into the business a little bit further here before we dive into you. But when you started out, what was your primary way of uh, of finding customers for this? I mean, what what is the way that you promoted it? <laughs> That's kind of a funny story, actually. When we started DocSend, there was no marketing site. It was invite only, and we were just trying to suss out 
how useful is this? And so the first people to use Docsend were friends of mine, and I would give them a Docsend account that they could use for fundraising. And so, you know, if you're sending your pitch deck off to 10 VCs, it's really great to know who's reading it or not and be able to update that centrally and make sure it's secure. And so we joked that the first revenue we got was a bottle of whiskey that someone sent us as <laughs> a thank you for our software. Um, but, uh, yeah, exactly. The office was like, yay, whiskey. Uh, but that's how we got it started, and that was just a good way to, to test for um, utility and kind of the need and, and get some early feedback without opening up the kind of general floodgates. Uh, very interesting. So uh, I'm, I'm probably going to have an off-air conversation with you about the analytics because I'm a very analytical guy in understanding the kind of things you can see when you send those uh, those documents out. But obviously, you get you get an idea of who viewed them and uh, and what whatnot, even how long they took a look at them. Are you able, just out of curiosity, are you able to uh, stamp that kind of information into a CRM solution as well? Do you integrate that? Is that a future plan for DocCenter? Is that something you do now? Yeah, we, we do that now. We, we work with a lot of big sales and marketing teams. Um, they're a minority of the number of customers, but there are a lot of them. And yet all the data, how long they spend on each page, flows through to the CRM, so it goes into Salesforce. It's not surprising that there's a pretty good correlation between someone's engagement level with your proposal or case study or business overview and their intent to work with you or not. And there's also a question around who is involved in the buying cycle. Not dissimilar from who's involved in the fundraising cycle. Did they actually send it to their partners at the fund or not? Um, because that tells you how real it is. And having that in the CRM is great because then you can aggregate that data and try to suss out is this a real opportunity or not or is the salesperson just saying it's going to close because they have a great feeling about it. What is your largest vertical? Who are who are the guys that are th- this product's really resonating with? What's interesting is that when we created it, it, it's somewhere between like a box and something more specialized because it's really just that B2B sending use case for assets that are important. And so we, we do have a lot of large sales and marketing teams that that use DocSend today, but those, you know, are a lot of revenue but a small number of companies. So, you know, if you look at like the New York Times or or Upwork or something, like they've got a big sales team and that's a great use case for us. But by volume in the self-serve side of our business, it's all over the place um, in terms of who uses it. That's just what happens when you have a, a premium business and and that we, we spread relatively virally. So to some degree, it's kind of fun to sit back and just like watch who is signing up and paying for Docsend. Like we had a like we have a funeral home that signed up and is paying for it. I would say by and large, though, uh, it's a lot of like executives with a lot of founders, a lot of CEOs, a lot of board management, a lot of people in kind of financial services, investment bankers. They'll use it for like M&A processes. So you can you know create collections of assets like a deal room or like a data room. We support that use case. Uh, commercial real estate people use it a lot. Um, but with over 7,000 companies, we, you know, Take a pick a use case. There's probably a company in there uh, that, that's using it for that. All right. Well, I want to dig into you. I want to, I want to know about. I want to know about Russ. I want to really understand you as a leader. You've obviously uh, built a successful organization here, and the process of continuing to build it, and to understand for our audience to understand, you know, the, uh, the what what makes you tick. You know how it works. So here, I'm going to give you some rapid fire, kind of out of the gate here, in one word. Characterize your life as an entrepreneur. Uh, patient. Patient. I like that one. Married or single? Engaged. 
Engage, congratulations. Thank you. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. You're a new addition to the crayon box. What color would you be and why? Burnt orange. Burnt orange. Why burnt orange? I don't know. I just happen to like that color, and no one else likes that color, so that's made me like that color even more. Oh, it's a level of uniqueness. I like that. So what are your hobbies? I go swimming in the San Francisco Bay as often as I can make time for. I'd like to travel whenever possible, so going to Patagonia for a couple weeks on Friday. Both my sisters live in San Francisco as well, so I get to catch up with them. And a lot of my just friends are in the city, so San Francisco is a pretty good social scene. You can kind of run around and, and never have to have a hobby. You can just go from, you know, dinner party to house party and, and so forth. I, I've got to dig in. You said you, you go swimming in San Francisco Bay as often as possible. So uh, is it is a, a swimming escape from Alcatraz possible or not? Oh, it's totally possible. <clears throat> you just have to time the tides right. And you can't do it on your own because they have to, they'll have events and they'll shut down the shipping lane so that you don't get run over by a massive boat. Um, and so I've done that, I think, three times. We've done the Escape from Alcatraz swim. Um, but I belong to a swim club up there and there's a spot in the bay that's kind of protected. And so you can just jump in and swim around and there's a chance of seeing a seal, which is always fun. It's a really nice way in the morning just to get outside and kind of, kind of clear your head. Wow, that is so cool. So unique. I have not, uh, I don't think I've ever interviewed anyone that that was their thing. I, that, that's just so cool. What sacrifices have you had to make to be a successful entrepreneur? I think there is an opportunity cost for sure. There's a sacrifice of um, security. I'm, I'd say relatively early in my career, and so I, I wanted to to be an entrepreneur now, knowing that maybe in the future, having a family, I might have to, you know, I can make financial I can make risky financial decisions now. Um, yeah, but certainly coming out of Harvard Business School, you know, a lot of my friends went into private equity or management consulting or went worked for big companies. And, you know, I'm off like, you know, starting something where it's probably zero. Uh, but I just really wanted to do that. So I think there's a sacrifice around safety. Uh, there's also uh, a sacrifice around time and stress. So it, it is definitely more stressful starting your own company than, than joining, um, you know, a Google or Amazon or Facebook. Um, other than that, though, I think for my personality type, I really like it. So it's been really fun. Absolutely. I think that a lot of entrepreneurs I talk to talk about the sacrifices, but they say the counter to that is, but I enjoy it. So it's really not a sacrifice. It's it's what I do because I love doing it. What makes you happy? I really like enabling other people. Uh, that's really fun for me. I really like creating things that solve a problem. So I, you know, on a longer time frame, have really enjoyed seeing Docs and add so much value to our users and customers in a way that there just wasn't another option out them for them for that, and I felt like there should be. Uh, I get a kick out of just our own company as we grow it and as we add people and as they develop and just see them get better at their jobs and, and advancing their careers. I, I get a big kick out of that. We finish the interview. You step outside the office. You find a lottery ticket wins $100 million. What do you do? I don't think you'd change anything, honestly. I I would I would continue to work on DocsEnd and grow this company and make it as big as we possibly can. Yeah, I, I, I'm not I'm not especially money motivated, so I, I don't think that winning the lottery would actually change anything for for me tomorrow. I think on a longer time frame, perhaps, but I'd probably fall back into helping others and 
I, I've done some investments on the side in, in startups, and uh, I've been a mentor to many startups, and I really enjoy that. It's, it's really fun, um, especially for a first-time entrepreneur. There's just a lot of value I can add, and that's really fun for me. So I'd, I'd probably make time to do more of that. What motivates you? There's so many different types of motivations. I'd say, like, pro- professionally, I love the people that I work with. So my co-founders, Dave and Tony, I've known them since undergrad at Stanford. And we, we always wanted to create something together. And this is my, my second company. And when we created it, we felt strongly that this is something that should be solved. It's a thing that should exist in the world. And so a lot of what motivates me is just getting up every day and saying, like, yeah, we've got a lot of work left to do. Like, we're doing well as a business and it's growing fast, but we can do more. And how do we move faster? How do we do more? I'll have a, I already have a huge sense of pride for what we've accomplished. And there's just a lot left to do. Uh, I do talk to entrepreneurs where, you know, they ask, well, how do I know if, you know, this is something that's important? Should I start this thing? And you kind of wake up every day for five years and be able to, like, be motivated to do more of it. <laughs> it doesn't check that box. It's really hard. So I can say for me and my, my job, I, I love what I do and I, I love what our company does. And that's very motivating. That was really great to meet Russ and learn about him and how he runs and operates and builds Doc's End. We ran out of time today to finish this interview, so we're going to pick it up tomorrow so you can hear the rest of our discussion with Russ. We'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening, and thanks to our sponsor, That Company. Why is That Company the white-label digital marketing provider for some of the biggest agencies in the industry? Because we get results, we retain clients, and we deliver profitability. Visit www.thatcompany.com to find out how we can make your agency more profitable. If you want to give us feedback, call us now at 1-800-437-5121 or drop by dailydriveshow.com. Make sure you add us to your Alexa daily briefing skill. Don't forget that you can listen to us live every day on WQBQ at 7.30 a.m. The show wouldn't be possible without the Daily Drive Show team, web guru Taj Royer, executive producer Josh Cardoza, and the social media man with the plan. And Roy Wilson. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow.